I know definitely one thing that's huge for me is my daughter. I could have the worst day in the world, but just just to see her smile completely changes everything in my perspective. It's not every day I get to hang out on the beach in San Diego with a good friend, Rick Garcia. Rick, welcome to Start of the Doubts. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jared. So Rick and I have a backstory and it has nothing to do with podcasting. It has nothing to do with online, anything. So Rick, I'm going to start there. How in the world do we know each other? Well, the first time we met was on the, oh, what was it? The seven, seven, six, two, seven, five, two, the USS Pasadena. <laughs> I don't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> the SSN number. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> So, Nick, uh, I mean, Rick, you and I were, we first met because we're in the Navy. Yep. We were on a ship, not just any ship, (laughs) the good ship, Pasadena. So tell us about Pasadena. What is it? It's a fast tack submarine, SSN, ship submersible nuclear. I can't believe I remember that. Yeah, good for you, (laughs) man. That's impressive. So we met on the Pasadena. That was probably in like, what, 2000, 2001, maybe? 2001. That sounds about right. Yeah, 2001, just before the first... No, it would have been 2002. Yeah, it was 2002. Okay. So, that, you know, you think about that, that's a good 15 years ago. We've been friends, I would say, pretty good friends for 15 years. Yeah, definitely. All right, so what was your experience like in the Navy? I think we had... I think our experiences were pretty similar. Being on subs, it takes a special kind of person with... um you have to go through an extensive like background check and psychological examination. And even after all that, when you get on, when you actually get on board the submarine and you're doing your qualifications and stuff, it takes a lot. But I think in our case in specific on the Pasadena, it was, we were, when we met our ship was in dry dock and we immediately were headed out to, we got called up pretty quick to go do the first strike on Iraq. Yeah, there was a lot that was happening back then. And I guess I want to segue this and talk about when you look back on your time in the Navy, what are some lessons that you learned from that good and bad that you feel like are applicable to where you are now? Definitely the, the thing that I think is most important that I learned is brotherhood. On submarines, it, it takes so much. You get so much taken away from you. You don't have internet, TV, phone that the only pers- the only thing you really have is the people you're serving with. I had the pleasure of serving with Jared and some other people that we served with as well. So I would say that's the best thing that I got out of the Navy is a sense of brotherhood that no matter where I go, that's a connection and something that I have with other guys. And being guys, those male relationships are not the easiest sometimes. Interesting. So you lived in some what I would consider pretty cool places. So where, where did you live? Oh, geez. Well, Jerry and I were stationed in Hawaii. So lived there. But from there, I went to Bahrain, Qatar, Djibouti, Africa. <laughs> that is a place. And then let's see here. Singapore, Canada, some places in Canada and Alaska, Ketchikan. You were there with me. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I remember a lot, catch there, can. there's a lot to do there. <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay, so let's. Uh, you also lived in uh, Washington State for a while. 
Yeah, I lived up in Washington. We both did actually. Lived there for geez, I think seven, eight years. That's where I met my ex-wife there. So Yep. Well, what what are some things maybe let's start with Hawaii. What are some things you miss about Hawaii? I think the thing I miss most about Hawaii is it's probably the beach, the water. Yeah. But I love the beach no matter where I am. Where well, you live in San Diego, so it's not like you're missing the beach that much. True, true. Even though it's but, not Hawaii. I don't know. San Diego is better than Hawaii, if you ask me. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> okay, and uh, what about Washington State? Because that's that's completely different from San Diego. That is completely different for Washington State. I would say the thing I miss the most is how simple things are. It's not um, you don't have a lot of. There's not a lot of fake people. You don't have time for that. Everybody's trying to make it with what they have. I worked in a plywood factory for a while, and just good hard work out there. And I have a lot of good friends up there. Definitely miss the trees and hiking and stuff up there. The fishing's amazing, but so there's some things that I miss about Washington. Sure. Okay. So you've been out of the service now for a while. You've had a lot of life experiences. So let's just talk about the transition from that season of your life to where you are now. What has that been like? There's been a lot of ups, but a lot of downs. So getting out of the Navy, I was married to my ex-wife and she had encouraged me to get out. So I got out and I went to school immediately. And then I'd done various different jobs from being a process server to, um, geez, working in a restaurant, lots of different jobs, but it's been difficult. It's been really difficult, honestly. What specifically? I think the most difficult thing that happened was when my going through a divorce from my ex-wife. And just before that, my dad had passed away. Yeah. So those two things were... Perfect um, storm. Yeah. It was... I can't think of anything that a man would go through that is harder than those two things right there. Sure. Apart from maybe losing a child, which I hope I never have to go through. Oh, well, you know, you brought it up. So you are a dad now. Yes, I am. Uh, That just happened recently. So congratulations on that. Thank you. And uh, we're actually hanging out recording this podcast with your daughter, Eva. She is asleep. (laughs) Thank God. And uh, (laughs) she is a little sweetie. She needs daddy from time to time. And she'll let us know when that happens. (laughs) (laughs) She's being good right now. So being good right now. Fortunate about that. (laughs) I was wondering if we were going to be able to do this podcast, but uh, we're we're doing it. I'm glad it worked out. take a moment and shift for a little bit. You mentioned some of the different jobs that you've had. What are some things you've learned from those roles they feel are, are life lessons for everybody? I think the most important thing that I learned from every job that I've done, because I've done some pretty amazing jobs, some pretty humbling jobs, but I think the most important thing is to remember that you're working with people who have lives and they're going through their own struggles. So, I mean, uh, Recently, my last job was I did house calls with physicians and I consistently saw people going through the death process. And at first, it it really gets you and it should and it still does. But after a while, you realize, you know, this is just a process of life that people die one day. And it's unfortunate. But a lot of the times, like when people are passing away, the saddest times are when they don't have anybody around them to take care of them or to actually love them like beyond the physical of changing, like changing bandages or, or 
are feeding. They don't have people to talk to them, to ask them how they're doing, to maybe cry with them or hug them. So I don't know. I've been through a lot. <laughs> you have. What are some things right now that fire you up that, that really fill that passion bucket for you? Well, I know definitely one thing that's huge for me is my daughter. I could have the worst day in the world, but just, just to see her smile completely changes everything in my perspective. But apart from that, I would say my friendships that have withstood the time. Jared has been a good friend for me. And then some other good friends, uh, Brett and my family. I have a big family. I'm one of six. So my family is, is huge. <laughs> yeah. My family's played a huge role in my life. My older brother has just been an awesome example. And we all came from really humble beginnings, a hard upbringing, living in an area where there was, there was gangs and all sorts of stuff like that. But we've all come out of it. Fortunately, we're all working hard and we're all healthy. So, Amen. Rick, what advice do you have to someone who's struggling right now? They're trying to keep, uh, trying to be optimistic, but they're just having a tough time. Get out of your house. <laughs> Get out of your house. The more you stay inside your house and stay in, stay in that, that past. So each day you wake up and you have an opportunity to live something new. And every day you stay inside your house and, and don't get out and see what's going on. You're missing opportunities to see new things. That's good advice. Rick, now you get a chance to tell on me. <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, <laughs> don't rat me out too bad, but, but yeah, what's, what's a good Jared story? I'm sure some people will be interested to hear this. Oh man, we have, we had a lot of good, we had a lot of good stories. Well, do you want a good one or a bad one? <laughs> Uh, not too bad, <laughs> just because I don't know who's going to listen to this. <laughs> you know what? I'll go with a good one. So we're underway. We're on board the submarine, and we've we've been underway for for a good amount of time. And I remember being, you tend to be claustrophobic at the least on subs, but at the most, I think a lot of people just deal with depression on submarines. Just a part of having not all of the regular nutrients that you get throughout the day when you're not on a sub. So I remember going down into a portion of the boat and I hear this guitar just like going crazy. And I'm like, what is that? So I definitely have to go to it. And it ends up that Jared is there with one of our chiefs and they're both singing. I think it was maybe Hotel California or some, <laughs> some, some, some country song. I don't remember. Hotel California is not really country, but right. uh, that was definitely probably one of the best memories that I have of being on the sub, actually. I think we sing some worship songs, too. But Yeah, we, we'd get a bunch of guys, and there was a guitar, and we would jam out, and everybody, you'd have a big, big group of guys singing songs. And You're <laughs> right, those, those were some good times. That was fun. <laughs> and it was in the, the most forward part of the boat, like just like the very bottom level. Just before, the, just before you hit the sonar. Yeah, that's true. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, some of these things I've forgotten because, you know, <laughs> not all my memories of the Navy are as great as that one. But, yeah, let's hear something else. What, what else? Uh, what's another good story? Anything? I remember being out in Ketchikan, Alaska, and we didn't have anything to do out there. 
<laughs> there was there, it was cold. There is nothing to do in Ketchikan, Alaska, <laughs> but bowling. We've yeah, we, they did we, have bowling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we uh, I mean, we definitely had we definitely had some fun times. I had to sort through a lot of. A lot of mail for Jared when we were on board the submarine. So, <laughs> all right, we, we can touch on this. I don't want to get too too deep in this, but is it fair to say that that I I got more letters than other people? Uh you definitely got you definitely got more letters from people, not just people. And what was was there ever a time when when you withheld letters from me? Well, we he got so much mail from women <laughs> that we had to separate. The ship's mail, and we had to separate Jared's mail. That's that's how much mail we got for him. All right, so some people are going to want to know the backstory of this. We're not telling them that. <laughs> they can email me privately if they want to hear that story. <laughs> but it's a good one. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were going to tell that story or not. But, uh, yeah, you, you you did go through a lot of mail. And a part of me is sorry, and another part of me is still laughing about it. Oh, that's, that's well, a good thing to laugh about. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you've turned out to be a, a decent, reasonable person, and hopefully I have as well. <laughs> Me too. I think we've... Despite those crazy times. I think we have. I, I would say so. You know, we'd like to always try to wrap things up with a couple questions. The first, of course, is if people want to be your friend and connect with you, how can they do that? You can always contact me on Facebook. I'm one of Jared's friends on there, so yep. you can contact me through that way. I think we're friends on Instagram, too. Rick Garcia. Um and yeah, if you want to email me, you can feel free to email me ynricg at gmail.com. Ynricg at gmail.com. And the last question, of course, is final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts? I don't know. Just maybe be, just be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. And if you get a chance to come to the beach in San Diego, go ahead. I know a lot of good places to go for some go to some breweries and get some fish tacos. So, Oh man, that Mexican place you took me to earlier. Let's give that, that place a shout out. What was that? That was really good. Um, I think it's called Nico's. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know what it was, but you took me there. We ordered, we brought our food to the beach and we kind of did picnic style with your daughter hanging out here at the beach. And uh, man, what a, what a great time. man! I really enjoyed that. Thank you again, Rick. It's been really good. Thanks, Jared. Mm-hmm.